mercies you and I have experienced and enjoy because of that divine exchange. I am so thankful for all that God has done for all of us. It is good to be with you this morning. It's good to be alive. I am thankful for the healing touch of God. I want to thank our church family for your many prayers, and uh, not only for myself, but for others in our church that have been suffering from this pandemic. Uh, Hopefully this is the end of it for us, but if not, uh, we'll endure and overcome. I wish that you were here. I would love to embrace you, even though that would break protocol. I just pray that the embrace of God would be felt in your life today and that you would feel the divine hand of God reaching out to you in your home. If you have a moment, turn with me to the book of Psalms 139, and I am going to use this as my text this morning. Begin reading with verse number 1, Psalms 139. He said, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsetting and mine uprising understanding my thoughts afar off. Thou compasseth my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy presence, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into the heavens, thou art there. And if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, And dwell in the uttermost part of the sea. Even there shall thy hand lead me. And thy right hand shall hold me. For a few moments this morning, I want to talk to you about even there. You know, life is full of trying moments times when we don't know what to do and we don't know what to say. We don't know where to go. We don't know how to live. We just don't know. So much in life does not always work out as we planned. Our expectations are many times frustrated and there is a certain unpredictability about life. Who knows? what the day will bring for any one of us. Many times our faith is challenged by facts and situations and circumstances that frustrate us and overwhelm us. Faith is tried and it is stretched to its limits. We think that we're prepared for life's disruptive events until they happen. And then we often discover that we were not (coughs) as prepared as we thought we were. 
In the sporting world, the name Mike Tyson would probably ring a bell for some, no pun intended. But he was a boxer of years past who reigned as the heavyweight champion of the world. He was not really known as one of the brighter minds, perhaps because of the many pummelings his head had taken in the boxing ring, but he was known for his ferocity and for his intimidating fighting style, and many knockouts were recorded in his fights. One time when he was being interviewed for a match that was coming up, the commentator happened to mention his opponent. He talked about his style. He talked about his movements. He talked about how well he had trained and how well he had planned for this upcoming fight to which Mike Tyson simply replied, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And I think that's true of all of us. We all have plans until life punches us in the mouth. We all know what we would do in certain circumstances until those circumstances arrive and suddenly we don't have the answers that we thought we had. The 139th Psalm is one of the most beautiful Psalms that you will find written. And I don't have time this morning to go into the entirety of the chapter, but it is well worth your time to make that part of your regular reading routine. It is no doubt in my mind that this Psalm was written out of a deeply profound spiritual experience. Something had happened in this man's life because you see in the scope and reach of his thoughts that they are plumbing depths and they are reaching heights that are not attainable unless you have been through the fire and you have been through adversity. When you read this chapter, you will discover that every word conveys a different layer of God's knowledge of you and I. We do not know who wrote the psalm, even though David's name is attached to it. Many scholars believe that it was much later than David. It really doesn't matter who it was. But what we do know is that he discovered something In his extreme peril, he discovered an extremely valuable lesson in his experience. Here is a man who is engaged in the soul of life and its realities. And whatever he had gone through, whatever he had experienced, had left him at this time breathless and in awe something he had lived through, something he had faced or endured or experienced had enlarged his view and understanding of God. The singer was not threatened by what he considered, but in the opposite, he was actually deeply comforted. For the thoughts that came to his mind was the fact that, first of all, God knows us. He came to understand that 
God knew him and knew him intimately. Not only did God know him, but it is evident from what he wrote that God was interested in the details of his life. God's keen interest and involvement in his life is seen and described in seven specific details about this man's life. His sitting, his standing, his lying down, his thoughts in his mind, the very words that he uttered from his mouth, even the path that he has taken or even the road that he would travel down. All of these things were aware to God. There was nothing about his life that escaped God's interest and God's attention. I want to say to somebody listening to me this morning that God wants you to understand as well that there is nothing about your life or my life that escapes his interest or escapes his attention. The second thing the psalmist noted was the presence of God. And he asked the question, where where do you go from the presence of the Lord? Is there a place that you can go in life where God is not? Is there a place that life can take you that is void of God's presence? And the resounding answer is no. While I was reading this text the other day, my mind was captured by two words in the 10th verse that seemed to magnify God's message to you and I today. And those two words are even there. If you go back and listen to what he said, he said in verse 7, Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into the heavens, thou art there. And if I go down into hell or the place of the dead, then behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the underline that word, uttermost, if I dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, he said, even there you are present. He was talking about the extreme places that life can take you. If I go up, he's there. If I go down, he's there. If I ride the wings of the morning and fly to the rising of the sun, or I go to the west as far as the west can go, that I can never reach a place that I am beyond his presence. If I dwell in the farthest ocean or even beyond is the thought that is implied. He is there. The singer was overwhelmed by the fact that even in the extremities of his own life, that when he felt he was far away from every person and he was far away from everything that he was accustomed to being near, 
that he found he was not alone, that God was there with him. The ends of the world and beyond, even there, if you find yourself in such a place today, you are not alone, even there. He said, I am with you. There are some people who may feel alone today, but if you will just stop a moment and consider, if you will just look around, you will discover that you are surrounded by the presence of the Almighty, even in your place of extremity. There is no place on earth that is beyond the reach of His hand. That's a good thing to know. Because life can sometimes put us in places that we feel isolated and cut off from our friends and our family. But I'm here to tell you this morning that while I am preaching to you right now, that in your living room, wherever you are sitting watching this service, that the presence of the Almighty God is all around you right now. And you need to wake up and realize that God is in In this place, he is in this place of extremity. And though I may be far from the things that I am comfortable with being around, that God is there. Some people may think that your problem has gone too far. And even as Martha and Mary say, if you had only been here. But I'm thankful that that's not all that Martha said. Martha said, even now, even now. There's still a hope. Life often presents us with circumstances that are beyond our control. There is one thing certain about life, and that is its uncertainty and its unpredictability. One of the tragedies of life for all of us is that far too often we become absorbed in our present circumstances. And we limit our life to what we visibly see. And we fail to realize that around us, even at our extreme point in life, wherever that place may be, God is there. God is there. Life brings us to our limits more often than we like to admit. But it's when we reach our limits that we find the unlimited God. We look to ourselves and we are afraid. But if we look around and open our eyes, we realize that even in this lonely place, even in this desolate place, even in my brokenness, God is there. I'm sure you've felt it before. I know you've been there. Where I'm talking about is when you're at wit's end. When you're at the end of your rope, when you are at the end of your strength, your plans have all failed, your resources have been depleted, and you wonder what next. Oh God, help us to realize that you are there. May I remind you this morning that the psalmist discovered something so valuable that it changed his life. And I pray that you and I would discover just the same. He is there in your extreme moment. 
Your confidence may be shaken. Your life may be upside down. Things may seem hopeless for the moment. Your faith may be torn and your heart may be broken. But here is what a thousand mercies shout to you today. Even there, he is with us. An atheist made a motto one time to bolster his unbelief and to make his unbelief known to everyone who came to his office. He cut out large letters and he attached them to his office wall behind his desk. And his motto read, God is nowhere. One day a gust of wind blew through the room and some of the letters were blown off of the wall. And his young daughter, eager to help her dad, picked up the fallen letters and began to put them back together. But this time she rearranged them unknowingly. And now the motto read, God is now here. The letters were the same. But the meaning was diametrically opposed. You see, the unbeliever and the believer alike have the same facts. It's what we do with those facts that matters. It's what we do with the circumstances of life when we feel overwhelmed. All we've got to do is just open our eyes and look around and realize that no matter where we are, no matter what that extreme point may be, that God is there. He's there right now. He's there in your home. He's there beside you. Our interpretation of life is what makes the difference. And the psalmist learned to interpret life through the lens of the almighty God. As a child of God, there may be matters in life that we have little understanding of. I'll be honest with you. There's some things happening right now that I don't understand. But I know this, that God is there in the midst of our pain. And God is there in the midst of our trouble. And God is there in the midst of our loneliness. How meaningful can a simple statement be such as the psalmist made even there? At the very extreme, the uttermost, the farthest reaches of life cannot take me so far away that God's hand cannot touch me. You see, God's presence must be a reality to you and I when we are in our trying circumstances. There are two promises that are made by the Lord in our text. That even in my extremity, two things he promises. Number one, that his hand will guide me. His hand will lead me. You've got to trust that. When you don't know the way, he knows the way. When you can't see a way through, he knows the way through. And if you will but trust him. And you will allow his hand to rest upon you. His hand will guide you and it will lead you. Not only that, but he said that his hand will hold me. I love those words because there are times in life that 
I just need to be held. I need to feel arms stronger and bigger around my life. I need to feel the hand of the Almighty. I need to know that He is holding me. That nothing can withstand Him. Nothing can overcome Him. Nothing can destroy. Nothing can take me out of the grip of His hand. I am protected today. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. I am empowered this morning to stand. Strengthened by the support that He gives me. He holds me up. He keeps me on my feet. In the light of such knowledge, why should you and I ever be tempted to think that he does not know our circumstances in which we find ourselves presently living? But even there, even there, you and I face times of doubt and darkness and days of uncertainty. Sometimes the light grows dim. But it is in that extremity of our endurance that we often find God. He is there. We find that His grace is sufficient. We find that our weakness becomes strength. We find in the depth of our despair His presence that comforts the soul. In the hour of our greatest danger, even In the face of death, he is there. Even there. I pray those words would echo in your mind and your spirit this day. And when you leave this service and you go on about your activities for the day, that those words will come rushing back into your mind. Even there. In your extremity. In that far place that you feel you are today. In that lonely hour. Even in that darkness, the psalmist said, even the darkness is light to him. Amen. Our darkness doesn't hide him. The distance doesn't keep him from us. He's there. I believe what you and I need to do more than anything, and I've tried to do that over the last few days, I want to saturate myself with a sense of God's presence. I want to saturate my mind and my spirit with a sense of His presence. To realize that He is here. To realize in the midst of your sickness, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your anguish, in the midst of what seems a hopeless situation, He is there. Sense that and know it. Be aware that God is around you. He is everywhere. He is saturating your life right now with His presence. And you just need to become aware of it. Because when you are, it will change the motto from God is nowhere to God is now here. And what a difference that mindset can make to realize that you are a work of his hand that you're not an accident that's what the psalmist discovered 
I am fearfully and wonderfully made. When Job was overwhelmed with the extremities of his pain, God did not come to him in the way that you and I would have supposed he would have come. But he came with a display of his power. Not to intimidate Job, but to show Job that your problems are not too great for me. He made his might and majesty pass before Job. To a man who sat in dust and ashes, Job found the healing that he needed in that display of God's power and God's presence. When your mind and my mind considers such that he is here right now, that his power is present to help us, that he is with us in this very moment, it changes everything. To realize not only that he is here, but realize that your life and my life is in his hands. We say that often without really considering the reality of that statement. But my life is in his hands. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. My life is in his hands. And his hands hold me securely today. God sent me to tell somebody in your extreme moment... You need to look around because God is there. He is there. I read something the other day that encouraged me so much. The Bible said in John 11 and 3, Behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. You know, you and I don't like sickness. And we often feel like that sickness has to be the result of a problem. But I discovered when I read this passage that it is possible to be beloved of God and still get sick and still deal with trouble and still have to go through heartaches. But I do not go through them alone. He is there. Even there in the extremities of your life. He is right there this moment. And that's what he wants you to know. That's what he wants you to understand. That's the revelation that he wants to give you today. That he's with you. He's there in that room with you right now. And if you would just allow yourself a moment to become saturated with a sense of his presence. It would change your entire atmosphere. It would change your mindset. It would change your attitude that God is with me. Even when I am at the end of the earth, lo, he said, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. Wherever you may be this morning, I encourage you to lift up your head And look around and realize that he's there everywhere. You're not alone. You're not isolated. You're not forgotten. He is there. Father, today only you know where all of your people are. You know the heartaches 
and the heartbreaks that many are dealing with today. You know the setbacks that some of them have suffered even this week. You know the pain that they have endured. And you know the dark nights, the suffering that they have gone through. Lord, would you somehow help them in that moment to become aware that you are there. Even there at the end of my rope, at the end of my resources, at the end of my hopes, you are there. And your hand holds me today. It will not let me go. It will not lose me in this moment. I am so thankful today to know that wherever we may be, your presence is there with us. And you are there to strengthen us even today. And so I ask you to do that, Lord. Lift up your people. Lift up the hands that hang down and strengthen the feeble knees. Encourage and lift up the broken in heart today. And make them aware that you are there right now, this moment in their life. And there is no place, no extremity of life that they can go to where you will not be found. We love you, Lord, and thank you for your blessings. Keep your people this week and strengthen us with all might in the inner man. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I pray God's blessings will be upon you this week. And I ask you, church family, please reach out to our church family, those that have uh, been a part of our church family that you may not have heard from recently, call them. Sometimes a phone call is all that somebody needs to get back up and keep going. These are trying times, and I realize that none of us like what we're having to go through. But we're going to make it, and we're going to overcome. And we're going to be joined again together here in this building soon. I believe that. And it's going to be safe. We're going to have it. As clean as we can have it and safe as we can have it. But we're going to be together again. Until then, keep yourself in the love of God and have a great day. God bless you.